step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. On this week's Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus, you're going to get the dirt. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. All right, everybody, you're with the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Sitting next to me, the Sixer, Lily V6. What's up, Lily V6? What's up? What's up? What is up? What is up? Boscombe, I can't hear you. I don't know. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? All right, we can hear you now. Okay. All right, good. <laughs> we can hear Lily. We're good to go. Um, we're going to be talking about the movie The Dirt, and to give you a warning right now, there will be spoilers. So if you didn't see it, turn us off. Yes. Go and watch The Dirt, then come back and... Or if you don't care, keep watching. Or if you don't care, if you want to, <laughs> if you, you know, you don't mind that sort of thing, then you're in the right place. So we're going to be talking about The Dirt tonight, but you are listening to Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Our website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Tons of cool stuff there. Check it all out. Merchandise, different kind of podcasts, all kind of fun stuff. And if you would like to party with us live in our after parties and weekly videos and daily things and all the cool stuff and hang, meet a really great group of cool people, I'm going to tell you about how to do that a little bit later on. We have some great bands that we're going to be playing um, tonight. Uh, I don't think I've played, I'm not sure, but I don't think I've played any of these bands before. We've got 13 Saints. Big Ugly and Storm Dragon. And of course, I will play something of my own as well a little bit later on. So um, we're going to be getting into it here. We had a uh, pretty busy week. Uh, we I watched, I've seen The Dirt twice now. Lily's seen it twice. <clears throat> and I'm really ready to go watch it again. <laughs> but uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and play a little bit of music. Um, this is a uh, band called 13 Saints. It's a great song called New York Doll on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
a mess. He ended up working for the LDS. A little bit of structure is always for the best, but he barely made it back from the meltdown fest. by 13 saints guys great jam and uh, i'm gonna go ahead and i believe it's 13 saints rocks let me give you the uh webum site there that is 13 saints rocks and it is the actual the number 13 they don't like spell you have to say that so 13 saints rock excuse me 13 saints rock.com is where you want to go to find out all about the 13 saints and everything they got going on okay so let's uh let's talk about this um the dirt the dirt I um I just want to say right off the top before because Lil, Lily is really gonna kind of like uh, dissect it for us this, this week and kind of we're gonna talk about all kind of stuff about it but I just want to say off the top that I really enjoyed it I watched it twice I didn't watch it twice because I had to do show prep I watched it twice because the movie is so much fun <laughs> it is you really feel like. You are kind of like going back and reliving or living or experiencing all that zaniness from the comfort of your living room in front of your television. I, you know, the, the, that was the thing about it that I, that I really, really liked. Um, I know Keith, <laughs> we talked a little bit about it on, on Facebook Messenger and he was very, you know, ups, d- disappointed in the acting. But yes, the acting is like noticeably bad, noticeably bad in places. However, I didn't care. This is not Citizen Kane. This is not The Godfather. It's also not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. 
This is a fun movie about Motley Crue, and I think it did exactly what it set out to do, which was to kind of like get you into the experience of that era and those experiences and what happened to that band and kind of like get you caught up in it. And I thought that the music was great, the, the use of the music, they used some other uh, music that was from that time, new shoes, I, I can't wait, you know, different, you know, some fun stuff like that. I So that's my sort of a general impression. If you have not seen the movie yet, just a little warning, we're going to have to, there'll be spoilers tonight. Um, but even if you hear the spoilers, I still say sit down and watch it because I think it's just a lot of fun. It's just a really good time. Pour yourself some drinks and... Um, Get ready to party like it's 1986. Woo, I was five. <laughs> okay, so Lily, what are, what do you want to, how do you, how do you want to start? I'm just going to say a few things here first. Um, so this is a, uh, the movie about the book The Dirt. Uh, was written several years ago and they had talked about a movie ever since the book came out. I've read it probably about six times. I do love the book very much and it is from the point of view of basically everybody. They had their own chapters. And all of that. And I really enjoyed it. I, I just want to say that I went in almost wanting to hate this movie. Because I really did not think it was going to be good. In my like, I really thought they were going to ruin everything. I thought they weren't going to include points that I really wanted them to include. I cannot say that I hated it at all. But I went in wanting to actually hate this movie. <laughs> um, being as that Motley Crue is in my top five favorite bands. Yeah, you are so, like kind of... Now, this is all from the... And this is great because Lily is a kind of Motley Crue super fan. Yes, I'm one and, of those. <laughs> I mean, she her, she named herself after... My future sick. ex-husband, obviously. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so you guys are in for a real treat here because Lily knows stuff about Motley Crue that like a lot of us lay people... I said, I said lay. Uh, just <laughs> they would know, say we don't too. we don't know we, we, we we're not aware of. So do, well, how do you do? You want to like maybe give us some? Do you want to maybe take take a few? Th- how do you want to do? Um, like, and I can start with some things I liked about it. Okay, let's start with that. Okay. Um. So there. Okay. So first of all, I think yes, the movie was too short for the entire book. The book is super long and it goes through many years of their lives. But I do think that, and this is the thing I like, that they hit all the important points that they needed to hit in the movie. And I really like that they actually got them all. They included the the start. They included their, um, when Nikki, you know, OD'd. They included when Skylar died. They included the crash with uh, the guy from from Hanoi Rocks. And... The, the general debauchery, which people were calling cheesy, that's how it was. That's what they did. But they uh, Doc McGee's in it, and he's having to take care of the boys like they're children. So I think they hit all the big points. Yeah, there's a lot of little things they missed, but the big points I think they got. So that's the first thing I liked about it. Someone needs to let me borrow the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, my, that's my first thing. Um, also, I think all of the controversial things like the debauchery, the... The guys having sex in bathrooms before the show and breaking bottles and running through the hotel room naked. I think that was all on point. I think they did a great job doing all of that. So I liked the amount of debauchery they included in it. Um, Could have probably been a little bit more, but I like the amount. Um, The soundtrack, number three for me. I absolutely love the soundtrack. Um, Lance got it for me and we listened to it a couple times. And I do like the four new songs, including the cover of Like a Virgin. I do like it. I'm going to go ahead and admit that. 
Um, also, it was very um, number four on my list of things I liked. It was very honest. Um, they didn't really hold back on anything. They didn't hold back on Nikki sticking needles in his arms, hiding in his closet. There were nights when he would dump entire bags of drugs in the toilet because he got so paranoid. And the next day, rebuy it. But he would hide in his closet with his gun and didn't care. Didn't care about any of that. Um, and um, oh, and the number five is it's very. It was very fun for me, like you said. It was fun for you and nostalgic. It was nice to actually sort of like. No, obviously I was a little kid when all of this happened, but it was nice to sort of have a picture painted for me of what it might have looked like for the guys. So those are my five likes about the movie. Okay, my top five. <laughs> Why don't we um, now let, let's talk about uh, some things that I I I knew about the car wreck. Mm-hmm. I did not know about his daughter. Okay. I, you, know, you didn't I, know Skylar I, had no, stomach cancer? I did cancer. not know anything yeah. about that. I did not even... Did, and that little girl who played her, oh my God, she made me want to cry. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, it was it was, it was was heartbreaking. Uh, was That was really tough to watch. Let me ask you, though. Now, I was under the impression that Nikki actually died twice. Yes, they did not include... So, like, a t- t- talk a little bit about okay. that. Okay, so the uh, first time he died was actually at a party. Now, I don't know if anybody caught this who saw the movie, and this is sort of a little bit of a spoiler. He was partying with Slash and Slash's girlfriend. Slash, in the scene, is actually laid I out, laid, passed out Slash. on the couch. Okay, on the you couch. Know, I looked at that, I'm going like, are, is that supposed to be Slash? Okay. Y- yes, and um, what's the guy's name from Rat? It was supposed to be the other guy. Um, Stephen Piercy? No, the other one. Uh, Warren D. Martin? Yes. He was also on the couch with Slash. So basically what happens is the drug dealer sticks the needle in Nikki's arm, ODs him, he passes out. Slash's girlfriend's giving mouth to mouth, and then the whole hospital thing happens. But they sort of only... Now, now, was it... I thought that they tried to hide his death, but in the movie they portrayed as it's announced on MTV. They they did announce it. Everybody thought he was dead. His friends thought he was dead, and he did leave the message, Hi, this is Nikki. I'm dead. But basically he did all of that. And then they only sort of grazed the second one, but when he's in the closet with the needle in his arm, that's when he OD'd a second time, but he came too. But they only did sort of, nobody really kind of addressed that as the second death, okay. but he, he came to on his own on that. Well, According to the book. His own. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that, but that was Slash on the couch, and I know probably a lot of people sort of missed that. I was more like, that. you know, that, <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't no, I don't know. And I, cause, because with these movies, and, and not to compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'm going to compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody in the sense that, like, it's tough to, in a movie where you're trying to hit all the highlights, put everything in exact timelines. You know what I mean? So, like, some people criticize Bohemian Rhapsody because, well, this song came out after this one. Why are they, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Um, and I think that, like, that's just to make the movie kind of move. They move things around a little bit, and you you can't get too caught up in this happened and this happened. And right? This happened and, you know. Blah, blah, I mean, blah, blah. you're gonna miss things, and um, also the where they showed Skylar getting stomach cancer and everything. That sort of was out of timeline. It sort of happened a little later, but I think they just wanted to include it in the movie because it was a key point in of Vince's course, life with I his music because yeah. he was devastated and he's still devastated. You know, you, you lose your daughter. That he loved and barely got to see because he's out doing his job, basically. And I apologize, it was Robin Crosby from Rat. Robin Crosby. Um, and Kevin Harris said it was Bobby Blotzer, but I read that it was Robin Crosby. So. Hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, Robin Crosby is a, I believe, a, was a, he's passed away. Um, he died of AIDS, I believe. Um, uh, he was, uh, the, if I'm not, if I was correct, 
his uncle was Milton Berle. Really? And that is why Milton Berle is in the round and round. I had no idea. Yeah, that was just, that's, that's, that's no like an uncle idea. of his. Yeah, I love Milton Berle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, 80s metal, 80s rock trivia there for you. Um, so, okay, so, all right, so I was unclear when he put, you know, and, uh, you know, and it's that exactly, they show it, they portray it in the movies, like, he goes through the whole thing, he dies, and then, like, the next day, he shoots up again, and then dies That's again. That's actually it's, kind of how it happened. Really? Yeah, okay. he, he did it right away. Right away, because he's an idiot. <laughs> you know, he, he took the first time as a joke. And now it said he hit rock bottom. The second time was actually rock bottom. And that's when he got clean and made the band get clean. Drove the band crazy, obviously, because it was like, today drugs, tomorrow clean. So I totally get that. Um, point. Tell us about something in the... Is there anything in the movie that's like completely just not true? Um, like, no, that just absolutely did not happen. That's nothing, not in the book at all. Or? Nothing that I can think about except for the thing that Mick, Mick Mars' character points out where Doc McGee was at their house. And he beats up that guy at the very like beginning area. He says of the movie. that didn't really happen. Yeah, he actually says that didn't really happen, um, and it didn't. He never went to the house. I mean, he thought they were totally disgusting. But that's really the only thing I can think of. If anybody wants to maybe chime in on that, I didn't see anything that didn't actually happen. Now the car was incorrect in the crash. It wasn't Vince's Corvette. It was a different car, and that actually escapes me what kind of car it was right now. And uh, I know some people were a little bit confused about the death scene. Um, Razzle died on impact. He didn't talk to Vince after that. That was sort of Vince hallucinating. A couple people asked me about that, so maybe if anybody out had questions about that, sort of what that was. He was in shock and he was hallucinating, and no, but he died on impact of that okay. crash. All very cool, interesting stuff. We're going to come back after we play a little bit of Big Ugly. This is uh, one within one Big Ugly on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus.
ugly, everybody, on the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Let's go ahead and give you the uh, stats on Big Ugly. They are, you can find them at Big Ugly. You guys need a website. You right now you have a freaking Facebook page. Shame on you. Facebook.com backslash Big Ugly Band. Get a, get a, get a, get an get actual a domain, page. guys. It helps. Get a, yeah, please. Just so much easier for people in the industry to find, to find you. you, refer to what you have, you know, see everything, you know, trust me, trust me. I know you think like, oh, because on Facebook, it's free. It, it, trust me. Do get, get, It's worth it to spend a few bucks. If you need some help with that, let me know. I uh, have a lot of experience with that sort of uh, thing. So we are talking about the dirt. And, um, you know, uh, somebody comment. Who, who said it should be miniseries? Um, Jason Cole. K-U-L-L. Might be saying that wrong. I am. Um, I, as a, as I was saying during the break, as, as I'm probably more the typical person that watched it. Like, I wasn't like a Motley Crue super fan, but I liked their music. And um, for me, it was like, the length was absolutely perfect. I was like really happy that they didn't get like bogged down into like finer points or like try to, you know, it was like boom, 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 boom. You know, one bit of craziness after another. Um, the movie is, um, the other thing I was um, re- really pleased with because in today's like world of politically correct and everything, they didn't really pull any punches. Like they showed... I mean, How it the was. sex and the drugs and everything exactly as it was. And the stuff that was fun and funny, they portrayed as fun and funny. They, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was like, you know, they're trying to get on, you know, trying to hurry up and get on stage. And Vince is, you know, banging some woman. Girl in the bathroom. He's having intercourse with some young lady. Some chick. Some, he's screwing some chick in the bathroom. He's banging some. He's getting some trim. That's uh, actually one of my favorite parts in the movie. And his girlfriend comes in and steals the leather, leather yeah. pants she buys him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> stuff like that. And, you know, and it's like terrible, but you're laughing. But you have to also put it like, you guys realize these guys were like, first of all. They were rock First of all, then. first of all, got, if you are in your 20s, you have no business having a girlfriend. Especially in especially a band. Especially if you're in a band. <laughs> it's not going to work. You should be out there just bang, 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 bang. You know, I'm sorry if that seems crude or politically incorrect, but, you know. It's the sad truth, Right, that's the sad truth. Um, (laughs) Some of the things that I thought were, like, from a musician standpoint, I freaking loved was when Vince goes to audition for the band and he brings his girlfriend. And, like, you already know, like, oh, shit, you know, you already get the feel, especially any of you guys out there that play. You know exactly where this is going. And first of all, she, you know, she's kind of like, this is too heavy for you guys, for, for, you know. And they kind of like told her to sit down, you know, and shut up. And uh, this is why you don't bring your girlfriend to rehearsal. Um, that scene is just freaking it's priceless. Great. There's a lot of scenes like, like also when they audition um, Mick Mars and that other guy. And he overplays. Yeah. You know, guy. can you turn down, man? I can already hear myself. Turn it down, old man. Uh, go sit down, Skippy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so there's some really there's some scenes in there. If you're a musician, that you're really gonna be like, oh yeah, that's exactly how it is. Um, I love the other thing. I absolutely love. I love the first gig 
They don't even get through the first song. It didn't happen like but that. But I'm saying I love them. Okay, <laughs> don't spoil it for me. They play. They can't even get through the first song, and they get into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> After they beat the shit out of everybody, some dork in back like, yeah, Molly Crew, <laughs> and then they continue their. their then they show. go. So, so what did? So this it is didn't a great happen point. like that. So tell us what happened. That's actually in my list of things that was left out. Hold on, let me pull that up. Did I even add it dun, in here? Dun dun dun. <laughs> I did the um, Jeopardy theme. Dun 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 dun. Okay, so I actually did not include it in here. However, it it actually didn't go like that. They they played they opened up for Y and T, oh. and they ended up playing a really good show to a lot of people. I mean, that was cool that they added that sort of like uh, this is how they fumbled into their first gig. But it, I mean, it wasn't as it wasn't fumbly like that. They get up in the plate, so, so yeah. they didn't have to get into a fist fight. No, not n- no, not from what I recall. <laughs> well, it's a great scene in the movie. It is a good scene in the movie. It's freaking, but but I think that that scene kind of like the way they portrayed it in the movie is more consistent with their image as a band. I liked it. You understand know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it goes along more. Like, if they would have just, like, got up and, like, opened for Y&T and it went, it went great, that would have been okay. But what made it really fun was that people started making fun. And the guy spits on him and they... And they, they jump. You just it, see him leaping. Tommy. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... It made for a great yeah, scene. Yeah, it was great. It was, I liked yeah, that they a, did it that it way. It was a lot of fun um, in the movie. So, do you got any other things like that where you go, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, there's a couple things that they missed that people have been complaining about. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about that. Okay, so, like, if you're a diehard crew fan, obviously you wanted it to be as long as it possibly could so you could get every teeny tiny little piece. Wrong. Anyway, wrong. <laughs> Vince Neil was not the first singer for crew. What? When they were looking for singers, they decided on a guy named Odin. They recorded a few demos with him, but didn't keep him because Nikki didn't like the way he wore white Michael Jackson gloves and refused to take him off even for rehearsal. Shit canned him. Wow, that's a great story. That would have been funny. That would have been. That would, that, that's going to be on the extended DVD when they, or excuse me, Blu-ray. Yeah, that, comes out. that would be cool if they did that. Another thing is um, when Tommy met Nikki, um, he didn't accidentally run into him in a diner. Um, he did. Tommy was drumming for Sweet Nineteen, and um, Nikki saw them, liked them, and they met at a diner to discuss the Motley Crew. But but Nikki was in London. Yes. Okay. He was in London, um, but he they didn't run into each other at a diner. Like, Nikki did not be all starstruck. And like, oh, my God. What, yeah. I, I have something I need to ask you about. Yeah. The firing of Doc. That is not accurate. Okay. Um, Doc McGee, here, I actually have that. It's kind of funny. Um, he wasn't fired because he organized the meeting with Nick, Nikki's mom. That actually didn't happen, like, at all. Like, Doc never even met Nikki's mom. Okay. Um... From what they say in the book. Uh, what happened was um, Doc was giving more attention to Bon Jovi. He was letting them do the pyrotechnics. He was giving them better billings. And Tommy and Doc got into an actual fist fight about it. And after the fist fight happened, they basically fired him. But Nikki did later on make amends with his mother. Like, that wasn't just gone and she's never heard from again. Yeah, because they didn't show that at all. No, they didn't. They just kind of so He does it. make up with his mom. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he does. And, uh, but yeah, Doc was given more attention to Bon Jovi. Maybe that's why I don't like Bon Jovi. 
talk was like all about Bon Jovi. But yeah, he wasn't letting Motley Crue do the pyrotechnics. He was letting Bon Jovi do them during the same, like if one was opening for the other or what have you. Uh, but they didn't like that. So they're just like, yeah, whatever. I could see where in the movie they wouldn't want to bring in Bon Jovi. There'd be like too much stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be confused people. <clears throat> yeah, you can't. Are we yeah. talking about Bon Jovi now? Like, what's going? On? And then they would like, who's gonna play Bon Jovi? Like, it would have been like a whole thing. It would, yeah. It was enough. It would have been like kind of a distraction. So, so that that scene was, you know, it was good the way it was. It was. Also, it was another one of those things that I felt like, okay, so it wasn't really completely accurate, but it was consistent. I think with kind of where Nikki's head was because he was still messed up on drugs. And he was still he was still mad at his parents. And he was still mad at his. And he is that true that he never met his father? After that, uh, remember, see, they, now that remember he has a, a phone fuzzy. call. He gives a, he says, "I went. I started chasing. This is how much I kind of feel I like memorized. I, 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 <laughs> I did it. What everybody does. I went and chased ghosts. And he, there's a scene where he calls his dad from the payphone. Yeah. I kind of feel like they did meet one other time. I don't actually remember. That's a little fuzzy, but he just did not get along with his dad at all. But I don't remember if he actually spoke with him again. To be honest with you, because I didn't really care for his dad myself. I mean, he changed his whole name because of his dad's name. Right. So you know." Even though he did name one of his daughters, Frankie. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Um, oh, what else did I really love about it? Um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit. I'm gonna kind of we're sort of yeah, jumping sure. around here. <clears throat> I loved the end credit scene when they did they, the side by side. They, they do the side by side. Yes. and you really get to see the how feeling. you know you might criticize these these guys, the actors, but when you see the side by side, it kind of like make makes the, those acting um, character, those actor choices make a lot more sense because you look at it and you go, oh yeah, you know, I can see why they picked this guy to do this and everything. So I thought that was fun. Well, that's my one of my complaints about the movie is that I didn't necessarily agree with the actors they chose because the Nikki, Mick, and Tom, or yeah, Nikki, Nikki, Mick, and Tommy, I didn't think were ugly enough, and Vince wasn't pretty enough. That was the, like the look. I guess you're not going to get the exact look, obviously. But as somebody who, well, I think they were trying to get guys that captured the vibe. Yeah, which of, it of, made you sense. know of those guys. And I felt that like I thought pretty much. Let me ask you. I have another question about it. <clears throat> Where was Pam Anderson? That's a complaint people have. They they totally because like I know that he was married to Heather Locklear and that she went off with Bon Jovi, yeah, and, uh, Richie Zambora, but. I, I remember I associate him way more with Pam Anderson than I. Well, do it's because it was a much more controversial relationship because she is she the is she the the the, the who he's on the cover of the Inquirer. With? I think that's that was supposed yeah to be, okay yeah I think it's supposed to be Pam. Um, I don't really think they needed to add Pam into it because again they'd have to find a Pam they'd have to go through the whole sex tape. They'd have to go through that crazy-ass wedding that they did. Uh, she, she put him in jail after assaulting her. He created Methods of Mayhem. There's a whole side story to that after Pam happened. So I think maybe that's why they skipped all that, because they'd have to add so much more in, quite honestly. Because <laughs> after he went, in jail, that went to jail, that's when he decided to do the Methods of Mayhem. He wasn't with Motley Crue for a while. All right, we're going to come back. Strike Me Down by Storm Dragon. On the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. The righteous come forth as your feet 
Storm Dragon. I love that band. I think they're awesome. Um, you want to go to, what's the website? StormDragonMetal.WixSite.com. StormDragonMetal.WixSite.com. You know what Wix is. They run the... They are not a sponsor of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I will not give them anything, but Storm Dragon, guys. Um, if you guys, we're going to be going into a private discussion here in a, in a few minutes. <clears throat> and you can find out more about that at LulombardiRocks.com. Actually, you don't find out about it. You go to that and there's a little button and you click and you get, we don't even need an email address. But that is where all the kind of show stuff behind the scenes happens as well as it's just a community of people that are love bands like Motley Crue and a lot of modern hard rock and metal. And it's just a good group of people that are really passionate about great guitar driven music. So LulombardiRocks.com. I also want to give a shout out to rock rage radio. Those guys have been just been freaking awesome. They allow us to get on uh, their Facebook page every week and blabber for an hour. And I hope that you guys are entertained by it and having a really good time. But RockRageRadio.com, uh, there's an app you can download, put it on your mobile device. You can, If you love great hard rock and heavy metal, you can literally have it 24-7 with great radio personalities like us. Lily V6 has her own. What's, when's your show on Rock Rage? Thursday night, 6 p.m. Eastern yeah. time, 6 to 8 so that's, you know, so there's all kind of cool stuff there. And you can get that at rockrageradio.com. So we are kind of winding up here our discussion about wow, the crew. Wow, that went quick. Holy crap. Yeah, well, we're getting close. <laughs> we're getting close. We're getting close. We're going to go a little, a little bit longer to go. Okay. But, um, let's talk about um, the crew. What was their last hit <laughs> like oh i mean God. really big song that like everybody knows it got on the radio everybody part is is it is it hooligans holiday did they have a like when they reunited with vince did they get another hit i mean i, don't I think that the newer songs their saints of los angeles songs weren't really big but i mean saints of los saints of los angeles went over really well so that I, might be the I, last i want one. to show throw a shout out to eric corin who said that um, he was never a big motley crew fan but he loves the soundtrack to The Dirt. And I think that the song that they do with Machine Gun Kelly, The Dirt, I think is a great freaking tune. I would rank it up there with all the other big Motley Crue songs that were out there. So what I want to talk about, Lily, and you would know since you are a super fan and you've followed them all these years. Okay, so grunge happens. Ugh. What is Motley Crue doing? How do they... What, Motley what? Crue is still trying to record. They... At that time, obviously, I missed the Pearl Jam poster in the movie because I'm immune to Pearl Jam. <laughs> My whole body is, we, we as we discussed about, last week, we about this last week on the show, I'm immune to them. So I didn't even notice that. However, at that time, they were having some sort of problems with Vince. He wasn't into it anymore. He he'd never showed up for rehearsals. They could never get a hold of him. He was so, sort of like... He he was there, but he wasn't there. Like he just wasn't. You think there he anymore. was going maybe going through depression or something? I mean, for sure. And not only that, Nikki was kind of being a dick. Like he, they wouldn't. He was trying to get get the band to be sober, and they still sort of wanted to party. I mean, Vince was going through a lot of shit with his wife at the time, his kid, you know, things like that. And basically, it was sort of a fire and quitting at the same time. So they they they. You can't fire me because I quit. Pretty much, and that by Vince. And Vince went on to have 
two other records on his own. He had a single career, like he had a solo career all by himself. And he like even opened for Van Halen on that tour that he did. And I thought it was a great album made the Encino Man soundtrack, I guess. <laughs> I like a couple songs from it. But then they brought in John Karabi, um, who I actually love. And I just saw him recently. I think he's an amazing singer. He's a great John singer. is on a lo- John's claim to fame, other than being a Motley Crue, is he's on a lot of um, like tribute records. Mm-hmm. So tribute to this, tribute to that. And he's so, so like... Ingve, <clears throat> I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know if Ingve actually worked with him or not, but it's, or somebody's like, okay, we're gonna cover this song or that song for this tribute. They would get John to sing because John just has this amazing voice. He does. He's he a really does. Amazing singer. And he's in the Dead Daisies now. He's in the Dead Daisies. So now. yeah, and he does that solo uh, acoustic thing. He's actually doing in Australia right now, Crew '94. So he's doing the '94 album right now, touring in Australia for it. So so what? So, so what you're saying is, at this point, Vince is Neil is kind of pulled back from the band, and this doing is, his own thing. So they bring in Karabi, John Karabi, and unfortunately, Karabi had no lines in the entire movie. He had one like little snicker. That's what he had as far as lines go in the movie. Which, again, you can't really elaborate on that whole thing. Basically, he just was like tr- later on. As they decided that, uh, well, the label decided that they didn't want to go on without Vince because they didn't really like Karabi and what it was doing for the band. They sort of didn't answer his phone calls anymore and he was kind of phased out of the band and they rehired Vince to come back and sing for them again on Generation Swine, I believe, which kind of sucked. When did Generation Swine come out? Great question because I do not remember that year. I want to say 94, since Crew 94, or no, 95. So Karabi really wasn't in the band for a long period of time. Not a very long period of time at all. They, it, You know what my my uh, whole opinion on that is? You can't have four brunettes and no blondes in the band. you got to have at least one blonde. So John, <laughs> well, John's kind of gray now, so, right. <laughs> so it probably would work. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I love John's voice, and um, we're going to talk about our top five Motley Crue songs in here in a couple minutes and one of them for me is the one that Johnny Karabi sings for sure. Um, so can you talk, let's talk a little bit about the kind of, so, but they go on, don't they go on like a long hiatus and then there's a big thing with the, cause I saw a little documentary recently about them reuniting. Apparently Mick Mars was just kind of fading into nothing. He was well, kind of, Mick he Mars was kind of on the brink of like, Death. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got that degenerative degenerative bone disease. We have not talked much about Mick Mars, which maybe we should talk Mick about. Mick Mars was not as innocent as that movie made him seem. He would he the only reason he got into music was to get laid. And he will tell you that in the book, he will tell you that in interviews. So he wasn't like all like, Oh, I love women and respect them. No. He got laid plenty, trust me. And he even says he got into it for that. However, he did have the degenerative disc um disease in his uh spine and basically the last few years of touring, they had to bring him out on stage in the dark because he can barely walk. Unfortunately, there's like tons of therapy that goes on before he goes on stage and everything like that. But yeah, like he had to go through surgeries and everything else. So they had to go, you know, they did take a break for a while and then they came out with uh, Saints of Los Angeles. And then from there, they came out with uh, Crew Fest, Crew Fest 2, and then the final tour and everything. So. They did take a little break, but they continue to tour, and I'm kind of glad they're not doing it anymore, though. I just don't think it'd be... I feel like Mick would die. (laughs) 
And Vince is no good anymore. I'm sorry. He's um, Generation Swine's 1997. Thank you. Okay, Generation Swine's 1997. Okay, so that was after. The Hooligans Holiday mm-hmm. al- album. A couple mm-hmm. years, like what, a year or two? A couple years? Like two or three years. Okay. <clears throat> now, Mick Mars has been, th- there There have been talks for a long time that a solo album is coming out. I don't know. You don't know? I, I, don't, I don't know. Comment, you don't have any comments? You don't have the, I just don't, I, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, I know he really wants to play. I know that. I just don't know. He's physically in pain. Like, I just don't know that he can do it, you know? I would love to see it. I love Mick. He's one of my favorite guitarists. Okay, so let's do this right now. Top five Motley Crue songs, go. Wild Side, Red Hot, Without You, Dr. Feelgood, Primal Screams, my number one. Wow. And has been for years. (laughs) Wow, nice. My, I'm not in any particular order. Shout at the devil. Um, looks a kill. Doctor feel good. Hooligans holiday. And kickstart my heart. Nice, good song. So those are those are my uh, favorites. Uh, let's talk about let's before we <laughs> get we we haven't talked about this. But it was very in vogue. E- even, even the Scorpions released a power ballad. A couple power ballads, you know, uh, "Still Loving You" and uh, what was the one about the, the Winds of Change? Winds of Change. It's a good one. So, but Crew has a power ballad. Home sweet yeah. home. Lily, talk, watch how it talk so about home. So this is actually said to be the first named power ballad. That came out was Home Sweet Home. Everybody says that about their song, and that you can go way back. But go ahead, you can go way back on we, it. But uh, they, Keith they, and they, I did a did a uh, podcast on this a couple years ago. I'm but sure, go ahead. Yeah, no, like I totally like know that there are power ballads prior to that, but this is the one that was called the first power ballad. Um, I love it. Every time I see it, they do piano first. I mean, Tommy runs the piano and then runs back to the drums. It's a great song. I danced to it in a strip club once. It was super appropriate. Not as a stripper. <laughs> Not as a stripper before we get all crazy. But um, I just, I love it. I love that song. What do you want me to talk about it? <laughs> well, is it about anything specific or? I don't know. Can't answer that. Yeah, wow. I know. What? I know I'm stumped. You stumped the trunk. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like just. Nick's the six. Going, yeah, Nick's the six. I'm sure it's uh, just going back to. Home after being on tour forever and seeing your family and that whole thing. That would be my guess. <clears throat> it wasn't related to any particular incident with the band, any like over like Nikki's overdose or or Skyler or the dude dying. Or... No, kickstart my heart. Uh, Nikki wrote right after the overdose. Kickstart his heart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and and why don't you go talk a little bit about Nikki Six? Because what I think a lot of people don't, and it, it is kind of explained in the in the movie, but. Nikki is actually a guitar player and the primary, like he is the, ba- it's <clears throat> Motley Crue okay, kind so of his here's band, the thing. right? Here's the thing. So Nikki Six went and stole his first guitar to be in a band. He ac- he he accidentally stole the wrong kind of guitar. They they wanted him to be a bass player who stole a regular guitar. So he learned to play on that. He is, mo- everybody says he's a shitty bass player. I don't know what's good or bad in, sh- in bass playing. I'm not a musician. However, he is 
the writer of all the songs Motley Crue ever did. In fact, if you listen to some demos, some of the songs are different. He rewrote all the songs to match Vince Neil's voice and tone. He well, there's them. a scene <clears throat> in yeah, the beginning of the movie yeah. where they retune and everything mm-hmm. because they want Vince to do something different vocally. So that right away, I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but it's portrayed as if Nikki is on it. Like, he understands what Vince's capabilities are, so we're going to switch it up a little bit because they, he kind of has an inkling that this could be a really good... Yeah, I actually should bring that down. I have, a, I have some of the demos of how it sounded before they rewrote it. it sounds awful. Songs sound awful, and then Nikki rewrote them to match Vince's voice. So he's kind of a musical genius, even though he's shitty at bass, quote-unquote. <clears throat> Boy, I wish Keith was here, man. He would be, like, <laughs> whooping on you. <laughs> what? I can hear him already. What? Why? Because he wouldn't. He, Nikki Six is a musical genius. That right there. Would he Keith, writes that all would the songs. Keith, you would be able to see, like, a vein. Popping out well, of you know neck, what Keith would be b- bitching about is that I went to Kiss on Saturday. That's what he'd be bitching about. He wouldn't even care about this conversation right now. <laughs> he is. He can write songs, and he rewrote songs for someone's specific voice. I think the man knows what the hell he's talking about. I think that, yeah, I think he's great. And I, that was something that, like, I didn't realize until about a year ago that he was the guy. Yeah, that's his band. Yeah, it's basically his band, um, despite all the problems, you know? So yeah, I mean... We're going to come back and wrap up here in a minute. This is uh, a song that I just released called Where Have All the Acid Queens Gone? It's officially out. You can get it on all the places. Uh, But this is uh, Where Have All the Acid Queens Gone? Uh, On the Ludini Hard Rock and Metal Circus. Oh, 
that was me, 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 me. Me, 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 Lou Lombardi. You want to go to lulombardimusic.com and check it all out. That is my uh, single, that I first single I've released this year. We've got a whole bunch coming out this year. There'll be a new one probably coming out in about a month. A whole bunch. Um, and you can go to lulombardimusic.com. The bands we had were in reverse order. We had Storm Dragon, and you go to stormdragonmetal.wixsite.com. Big Ugly. With the big, ugly Facebook site instead of a regular website like they should have. Shame on you. Facebook.com backslash Big Ugly Band. I like that Big Ugly Band. I do like We're that. We're a big, ugly band. Screw you guys. Better uh, than Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The band used to be X. Come on, man. Don't you get it? It'll be controversial. And then we opened the show with 13 Saints. And that is 13saintsrock.com. <clears throat> um... So, crew is done, but they did this very cool soundtrack. That I think that the song "The Dirt" is just the, yeah, that's a phenomenal song. song. I'm sorry, it's a great song. Excuse me, but I think it's cool. Um, and uh, so, but but let's uh, uh, Lily, you uh, I did a saw thing. A kiss. I saw Kiss on Saturday. Give us a little review of that before we uh, get out of here. Um, It was definitely on a whim. Uh, I was shopping at Ides in uh, the Strip District of Pittsburgh, and a friend of mine had tickets for me and my boyfriend Lance. We went. I'm not going to lie. It sounded bad. It sounded really bad. However, the state... Where where, where was the show? Oh, PPG Paints Arena. Okay. Of course. That's... I mean, they sold out. By the end of the night, they were sold out. We had floor seats, which was great. The show was phenomenal other than sound. Like, they, it really distracted from the sound because they had, like, all the video going on and all the pyrotechnics and the freaking balloons and the confetti and the whole, the whole show that they do, which is sort of, like, 50% of the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hear any of the so-called backtracks or anything like that. So, because it was bad. <laughs> Not gonna lie. You would think if they were using tracks, they would, you know, it would sound it good. Bit, you know. um, but they did their whole thing: the blood, the fire, the sword, the flying, all the thing. And it, you know what? I really enjoyed it, regardless of the sounding bad thing. So, um, uh, what's what were the song highlights? You didn't even know. You didn't even know what songs they played. I don't even remember now. No, they they played "Love Gun," "Rock and Roll Night" was the last song. Um, they opened with "Detroit Rock City." Um, I was made for loving you. That's when Love Gun and I was made for loving you. Paul's flying out to the backstage behind us. Um, they did. They did all the. They didn't do forever. I was a little, a little sad about that. <laughs> did they do Heavens on Fire? They did. They did do that. I did, danced to that like did crazy. They person. do. Let's put the X in sex. No, they did not do that. They did not do that song. They did. did they did most of the hits, I guess. Did they do Domino? No. That's, <clears throat> I think Domino might be my favorite Kiss song. No, that's they did true. Beth, of course. Yeah, that sucks. Um, <laughs> that sucks. I, I, yeah, that's a t- that's awful. Um, yeah, that's just horrible. Not, I, I mean, don't think they did Domino. I might have missed that. Though. I mean, who sang Beth? Whoever is the drummer. So, so, so <laughs> is so it Eric? I, I no, they actually had the guy. Okay, yeah, there. because what he just did like the old man walks off stage. Yeah, and he does like, the piano and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. It like, was it was very cool though to see it in the arena with all the, all the gl- 
all the glamour. It was kind of, it was fun. I, like, everybody was there that I knew. I ran into, like, 25 people I knew. Matt Riser, right? Matt Riser was one of the first people I ran into. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure, I'm surprised he wasn't on stage playing. He was six rows back from the stage. I was, like, 20 rows back from the stage. So. Yeah. I caught a giant balloon. It's in my living room. Nice. Does it say kiss on it? It does. Oh. I was determined to keep it. And I Did was... you take a picture and put it on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's on Lance's Facebook. What? <laughs> I'm waiting for it to deflate so I can put it in my scrapbook. It was a good show, though, and I really enjoyed it. Before that, I went to Stabbing Westward on Thursday. Good show as well. Um, was there any opening act for Kiss? There was not. I heard there is a magician on tour with them, but there was no opening act for our Pittsburgh show. In fact, they started late because the tickets had 730 and they didn't go on to almost nine. Oh, yeah, that's to kind of get you there. And yeah. Hopefully you'll go to the merch table. Well, and- guess what? Baby ain't paying $12 for a beer there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Lance they bought wanna, me one, and that was it. <laughs> they want to get you lubed up. They want you to buy concessions. That's they what I thought, Eric. Merch, you know, all that stuff. So. Yes, uh, and I agreed. Bill, Forever is underrated. I wish they would have played it. I wish they would have played Christine 16. They did. Did they? Oh. Did they play... You have to name things and I'll tell you. Uh, did they play Lick It Up? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, a cool that's one. my favorite one. Like what? That's my favorite Kiss that's song. That's not your favorite Kiss It is because it's dirty. <laughs> oh, my. You know why I like it. Come on. <laughs> they did a record a couple of years ago. 15, 14. Did you... I don't. Oh yeah, I remember. And there's a, there's some cool songs on it. I remember. I remember whatever the out. main single was. I liked. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of it I now. thought I thought it was pretty cool. <clears throat> it was when all those bands were kind of like finally putting out their kind of like last, like Sabbath kind of did mm-hmm. their record with um, Rick Rubin around that same time. Um, you know, they were everybody trying. And they, it was, I thought that like I listened to that record and I was like kind of impressed. I don't know who they worked with on it. But it was like kind of one of their more edgy, it was very modern sounding. It didn't really, you know, I mean, I mean, they didn't sound like the White Stripes or anything like that, <laughs> but it had a more, it had more, it sounded contemporary. It didn't sound, you know, like, <clears throat> like dated or, you know, what's the band? Um, oh, come on. They're a big kind of 80s throwback band. They're really famous. Wow. You know what I'm talking about. Nope. They keep they have the they have the dresser on stage and the guy sits down and does his hair and all that. Steel Panther. Yeah, Steel Panther. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, they did. It didn't have a. It wasn't like a Steel Panther. It wasn't a parody. Yeah. <laughs> so. All um, right, Lily, go ahead. Any, I, uh, I want to throw a plug out because I never have anything to plug. But I'm going to go ahead. And, first of all, we're going to party here in a minute. We're going to pop over to my. Uh, <laughs> my mom heard that kiss car. Or they uh, lick it up comment. <laughs> <clears throat> so you're going to go to LulombardiRocks.com for that. Um, also, I'm going to be uh, at Monroe 20 Live um, on Saturday in Grand Rapids. So if you have, if, if there's any Grand Rapids fans out there, uh, Grand Rapids fans, people who live in Grand Rapids, come check me out. It's a uh, 80, uh, 80s night. 90s night with uh, Supervana and Rage On. Rage On is a... Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine yes. tribute act. And Supervon is a uh, Nirvana tribute act. And um, so we're going to be rocking uh, 20 Monroe live. So che- right across the street from the Kenny Chesney concert. So if you don't like Kenny Chesney and your Grand Rapids, come over and check Which, it out. Why do you? You know, so that that's, that's just how that goes. So Lily V6, what do you got going on this week, girl? Speak to me. 
Uh, well, I have my show on Thursday, Hot Licks with Lily Six. But Friday, I will be at the Chip and the Charge Ups CD release party as a merch girl. So merch if you're girl. coming out, I like tips. Merch girl. Just saying. Merch girl. Just call <laughs> me the merch girl. And that will be at the Smiling Moose. And then that is literally, I think, the only thing I'm doing. What? <laughs> I told sounds... you my April's going to be totally dead. Next well, week is uh, Enough's Enough. <laughs> no. Where's that going to be? Craft House. All right. All right, guys. It was great partying with you guys tonight. LulombardiRocks.com. If you want to hang out with us for a few minutes more, we're going to go over there and uh, possibly talk about what we're going to do next time. So um, we're going to end up, we're going to play, We're gonna, since we've got a minute here, we're going to rock out with, um, this is a band called Six Gun Rene- Renegades, Loaded Gun. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you soon.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.